TheOAMNetwork.com. Hey guys, not all athletes are created equal. Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential, but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com. going on everybody welcome to another podcast of the garageathletes.com variety um i am your host justin metz and i have my co-host here with me brandon phillips and today we are talking about nutrition um all kinds of nutrition from the uh local business executive to the elite level athlete uh we're going to talk about a little bit about paleo a little about you know quality of food um what supplements play a part in it and uh, and macros and all that kind of thing. We're going to break it down, and we are going to try and see if we can't ask answer some of the most common questions um, and make it a little bit more cut and dry. Because nutrition, I feel, Brandon, cut me off if I'm wrong here, is one of the most murky things in in this whole industry. It's it's one of those things where it's like everybody has what they think is the most important thing, and you can't do anything else. Yes. And like, uh, yeah, that, no, there's so many people. I mean, everybody's got their own uh, product, I guess you could say. They, yeah. they promote and they have their way of doing things, and this is the right way and the only way. And, and uh, yeah, you're correct on that. And yeah. there's so many gray areas. It's like religion. Nut- it nutrition's is. like religion. It is. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, religion and food. If, if macro or if, if, um, if nutrition was religion, I would say that macros are kind of like uh, Buddhism <laughs> because. It's the one thing that you can kind of do the other ones <laughs> while staying within this one. So it's like Buddhism isn't one of those. Like you could, <laughs> anyways. That's, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's a little deep. That's a little deep. A little We're deep. getting deep. That's We're getting like deep. less than two minutes in. We're getting yeah, deep. So actually, what I want to do is I want to start out with Brandon. I want to go over kind of what you do, what you've done in the past, and maybe over the years how your nutrition has changed. And then I want to kind of, um, you know, break that apart and try and figure out why before we go any further. So let's run us through like a, a typical day for you now training and then kind of uh, juxtapose that with, you know, when you're at the top level and competing. Uh, well, so let's take you way back. Ooh. Let's go way back to like middle school and high school. Like, not, like grown, breast milk? Yeah. Let's okay. Go back to breast milk. <laughs> a lot of colostrum. That's how, I, that's how I developed back in uh, middle school. Up yeah, until what, 18 or what <laughs> yeah. were you? <laughs> no, middle school, 14. As soon as I got to like be a teenager, I was cut off. It gets awkward it really does. quick. It does. Imagine when you can talk to them. Imagine being out in public. Yeah. You know, trying to order food and you're trying to, you're getting milk. <laughs> But uh, no, like I grew up. That did not happen. Please, let's. I don't even want to joke about that. That is creepy. So I got. uh, So growing up, you know, I played football, wrestling, baseball, and then during football and baseball season, I'd wake up, eat a bowl of Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes with extra sugar in them, and then you would actually put sugar in. I would put sugar in it, (laughs) and. And then uh, at nighttime, I come home after school, after practice. My grandma lived across the street. She gave me little zebra, zebra cakes. I mean, oh, I'd, man. Uh, I love so it. And good. the Star Crunch. Oh, the yeah. zebra cakes yeah. and the Star Crunches. Oh, you remember those. Oh, little yeah. Christmas trees in his wintertime. Let, let the record show that <laughs> Brandon and myself knew about Gaines before Gaines was cool. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. And uh, 
But then when wrestling season came around, I would have to cut weight. So then I would be eating salad you know, all day. No I zebra cakes. No zebra cakes. Struggle is else. real. So once you got into high school, you know, I'd cut, I'd cut weight down to from 200 to 171 or like 205 down to 189. Oh, my God. So I was cutting, you know, 20, 30 plus pounds in the wintertime. And then was that's when I really had to, like, think about food. Now, I didn't know anything about it then, but I, I had this, I guess it was kind of like this innate sense of, well, since I'm eating now, I better eat a ton of carbohydrates for energy. Back yeah. then, it wasn't really worried about protein and fats and all that. It was like, give me a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, I remember growing <laughs> up when I had football practice, my mother would be like, I was like, I don't have any energy. She would make me eat a bowl of pasta yeah. with like, and that's that would be it. Like, we didn't really worry about anything else. That's just my mom's like, she's like, eat a bowl of pasta and you'll be better. And like, yeah. I, didn't, I had no, I was like, why is pasta magical? Yeah. Like, I thought it was, and I thought it was specifically the ones that were the different color pastas. Because, you know, you get different nutrients oh, yeah, when it's yeah, a different yeah. color pasta. Yeah, you get your greens. Those are the right, those ones. are my greens. The those green noodles. The and then you had orange, yeah. and then you carrots. Yeah. You got a colorful plate. That's what you need is paleo. Oh, yep. That's and uh, so then growing up, I kind of got this, like, idea of, like, how to keep energy while I'm training really hard. Because, man, when we were in college, I went from 230 down to 200 pounds. And... I wasn't a small. So still a 30-pound cut. It was still a 30-pound cut, and I wasn't small. I was much more developed muscularly then. So then it was like, how do I maintain muscle mass while cutting 30 pounds? So you make that first drastic cut. Yeah, you lose a little bit of strength, but uh, but you maintain it through nutrition. And, we were and you did that mainly uh, by just upping your protein, cutting your carbohydrates? No, actually, I lowered my protein and uh, kept my carbohydrates the okay. same, eating right. pastas and stuff. And that's how I kind of survived. I guess you yeah. Could say. So a lot of lost <laughs> a little bit months. of muscle mass, but didn't really yeah. lose a lot of energy because of yeah. the carbs. And that's what's amazing is like seeing like seeing athletes and how they talk about nutrition. You got to have this. You got to have that. You got to have this. But we were cutting that much weight, practicing four hours a day, still lifting weights, still going to school, still you know, still traveling, and we had the energy to go and wrestle for seven minutes and do that four times repeatedly at max effort. You yeah. Know? It sounds like weekend. CrossFit. Yeah, it's like just like CrossFit, and uh, and so coming out of uh, coming out of wrestling, I was just getting into my exercise science degree, so we learned a little bit more about nutrition, and then moved down to Kennesaw, and we started playing rugby, and I started helping some guys out train, and noticed a ton of guys were not taking it. If they wanted to gain muscle, it was still this whole like fad of you got to do the low carb diet, so up your protein. And they were wondering why they're not getting stronger, why they were just dying out and all that kind of stuff. So then all of a sudden carbohydrates started creeping back in. And that's when I took up CrossFit. And and even in the beginning days of CrossFit, we were training, you know, in the morning before you went to work. If I had a class off, I would train again. And then I'd go to the gym afterwards. So, I mean, you're putting in, you know, what, five, six hours a day of training. And, um, and in between, you're just trying to get food to maintain well, while we're doing that, I was like, all right, I need to eat this much food at this time during the day. And I usually only had like three big meals during the day. One breakfast after training and then uh, lunchtime and then at nighttime. So you would typically train in the morning fasted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, tripped, uh, I love training fasted. And uh, that's probably where I Depends saw on it. what it is for so, me. You no, know, I used to do Olympic lifting, then like a CrossFit football style Topical, workout. Yeah. And, uh, man, I got – I actually got really lean doing that. And uh, probably one of my leanest – one of the leanest times I've ever been because I've never been a really lean individual. Uh, but, uh, and now, you know, the, during that whole process of training hard for the games for four, four years, five years of trying to make it there. And now, when you were at the peak of your individual competing, it was still very much so um, 
a, a paleo driven yeah, sport. That's what, Rob uh, Wolf yeah. doing the nutrition stuff. Did you? So I got his book in 2011. Okay. And I was with the Skinning Ruth, the Zone uh, or the Paleo uh, Solution because he did the solution. pamphlet the before, pa- if the you paleo remember. Solution. Okay. And uh, so I got uh, so Rudy and I were together, and we we're like, man, it was like our Olympic lifts were one of the best, you know, in the games back then. And he's like, we need to lose weight, get ready for body weight. So we did an experiment. I went paleo. Like straight paleo man getting ready for the games and uh, even for regionals that year, and uh, for regionals I felt really strong. I felt really good, and but I kept. I guess I didn't take a break and take a lot of food in because then it was like six weeks or five weeks till the games. Yeah. So imagine you did like three. We did uh, four weeks leading up to regionals, just straight paleo. Felt great. Then you had another six weeks of that, and my carbohydrate, my glucose just kept getting lower and lower. You just couldn't lower. get enough fruits in, and I'm I assuming. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just couldn't eat enough food to uh, to maintain the level of vol- the volume I was training. So when I got out to the games, man, I just died. Yeah, if you got to take in 350 grams of carbohydrates a day at your level to yeah. be able to compete and recover, it's hard to do that with Dude, spinach. It's hard. That's like a bowl of spinach. Oh, no, that's that, no, yeah, that's like five, six yeah. times a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then that's all your And we're not talking fruit. about like a soup bowl. We're <laughs> no, talking we're about talk- the big mixing <laughs> bowl that you put <laughs> yeah. popcorn in when yeah. you're watching a movie with a family. <laughs> so much and i remember just sitting there just like munching on it and just still having like greens coming out of my mouth like it's so full and i'm just miserable those are the most those are the most interesting poops ever but they so after that i was like i'm never going paleo again so we started eating the carbohydrates started what year was this that was 2011 okay so then 2012 came back and went back to the regular diet and man i was eating i still had bread you know and i still i ate a lot of i do really good on steak like, when I eat a steak, I feel strong. I feel like a man. If I eat, like, little pieces of chicken, I don't. And uh, <laughs> so it was always like, eating red beef, like, every night and uh, just having fun and and uh, just eating no concern about my macros or anything else. It was like, do I feel like I had enough food in me today? I do. Okay, great. And uh, then going to the next day. If I didn't feel like I had enough food, then I ate more that night. But uh, we always just, uh, you know, just eating, just eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Lots of PB and J. That was a big. I think a lot of people started doing that when they saw Rich yeah, do that. Yeah, when Rich was sitting at Tennessee Tech, just eating peanut butter and jelly, drinking chocolate milk. Like, that's May, the May, secret. Yeah, Mayfield sales went up, and so did <laughs> Peter Pan. Jif was really excited about that. Oh, that's great. And so, then, uh, so fast forward to today. You know, I train once a day, and sometimes yeah, your volume's gone down. Yeah, because it's like a half. You're, you're still competing at the games, but it's on a team level. Yeah, so it's a different. You know, you're in a different period in your life. It's not as hard. <laughs> and when it comes down to it, it's really not as it's hard. Not. I mean, you it still just, work out it hard. It was fun. This it was fun this year. There was nothing out there that was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like at least we get to split this yeah, six ways. We can split this up, and uh, this is easy. But uh, I know some people probably wouldn't agree with me. I was saying. Meanwhile, but. everybody else in your team that haven't been to the games yeah. as an individual, they're like, fuck my life. Yeah, but they. Uh, so <coughs> now Jessica. She started doing uh, counting her macros and all that kind of stuff, so she got me on board with that. And I don't do it really well whenever she's not around because whenever she's around, she's so religious about it. She puts all the meals and she puts them in her Tupperware and everything's together nice well, and neat. Yeah, so Jessica's and, a very analytical, I don't want to say OCD, but very you know structured person. Yeah. She needs structure. Like we were talking, I was talking with her a while back and she was like, I need to be told exactly what to eat. I don't mean like carbohydrates, protein, like, no, you need to tell me I need 12 cups of spinach yeah. and she'll eat the 
same thing every meal every day and she has right. no problem with it not everybody's like that right um and so not everybody needs it not everybody can even handle that like you were saying like you and myself included um you know from a macronutrient standpoint um we don't neither neither of us really count macros ourselves although i know i've done it in the past you probably did it at some point with zone i'm assuming mm-hmm. see, at least checked out to see how many blocks you did back in the day when barry sears was really big yeah. around or a little bit before paleo got really big with rob wolf and all that um but uh was it dr lauren cordain mm-hmm. um so I mean I I had been counting macros um I guess for well over a decade maybe you know in some way shape or form you know we were counting grams of protein that we needed back in the day when we were doing bodybuilding right. or like with you like I knew that I was like well you need to eat a pound of protein for you know body fat and you need to get as low fat as you can and get your carbohydrates because that's your body's preferred source of fuel um so I mean that that's more the body um and, that's more the bodybuilding uh, take on it. And then when CrossFit came around, you know, the whole kind of paradigm shifted. Um, or, you know, there was a shift. There's a paradigm shift. And it was let's eat really, really good fats. Let's um, fix our insulin sensitivity by dropping the carbohydrates way down. And like the Atkins diet did the yeah. same thing. So, yeah, like we said, there's been kind of fads and rises and high carb, low t- carb, high fat, low fat, high protein, low protein diets throughout the years. Um, and, and I don't necessarily subscribe to anyone exclusively. I think they all have merit depending on that person. Right. Um, the one thing that we see, it's becoming very popular now. And I like that it's becoming popular because I feel that it's, it's the best way to put people on something that's going to work for everyone is the macronutrients. Um, I don't like the whole if it fits your macros, you can eat like dog shit as long as it fits. Like, I don't think yeah. that's right. Um, you know, so everybody that does that, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Yes, you could probably get leaner because if we have the pyramid, the calories and the macros are the two most important things. The quality is a little bit higher up, not as important as far as body composition. But we're also worried about being healthy. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people have almost gotten away from that in CrossFit now. It's well, work yeah, capacity. It's kind of like, like the cool thing to do now is eat bacon and eat donuts and yeah. have beer all the time. Yeah. Baconanddonuts.com. Yeah. Com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. what we were talking about a while back. We were like, they're going to come out with a new company that's not even like, you know, they have this and that and this and that. And it's like some kind of bad food and fitness. Like yeah. they're going to come out with a company that's going to be like baconandvodka.com. And it's like not their sponsored athletes aren't even going to be athletes. It's going to be fat people that are drunk. They're going to be bowlers. <laughs> Bowler. <laughs> hey, there's some fit bowlers. Have you ever seen like those bowlers forearms, man? They look like uh, the wrestling. The, the right one? Yeah. Yeah, only just one. <laughs> the one. Well, it's like the arm wrestlers. They, yeah. they look around like they're jacked on one side and they got tiny Tim arms. No, I haven't seen that many jacked forearms on bowlers. Oh, no, not, not forearms. Out, I guess I hadn't hung out in Vegas. Arm enough. wrestlers. Come on. I know you saw over the top. Oh, yeah. Over the top. It's like the top five. <laughs> that and Pulling John, the documentary. Pulling so John was good. great. And now yeah. that guy, if you guys, if you haven't checked out that, it's completely off to- yeah. topic. But Pulling John is a great documentary about um, kind of the, I don't know, like the the evolution of the sport and they it's had the evolution that. of sport but it's specifically about i forget john, his name john broden or something like that yeah. i can't remember his last name he's the michael jordan of arm wrestling yeah yeah he you was know? a he was a light heavyweight that destroyed heavyweights yeah he was the giant killer but he had him. one of his arms were literally twice the size of the other yeah one. but he could still it, remember those videos that showed him like doing pull-ups on an atlas stone or something like that yeah it's ridiculous like he was just holding on to his fingertips yeah, yeah. What about that big Russian? 
<laughs> Guys, and go you know, check out you know that, that documentary. Big Russian ended up being on the bobsled team in the Olympics. Did he really? Another guy yeah. that was on that um, Travis was is that was that Travis his name? Badgett. Travis, but yeah, and now he announces for CrossFit. And well, he did HQ. announce for CrossFit. Now at he regionals. does it. At, but now he goes to Grid. Oh, I does think. he do Grid now? Yeah, he did Grid now. Yeah, so a lot of he a did lot the of games, and then he did uh, he did an event I went to back in like 2012, like Charleston. Uh, Integrity's Revenge. He did that. And I then, used to back in the day. I used to get him confused with Zach Evanesh. Yeah, because I think they yeah. kind of look alike. And they both yeah. Have that, yeah, and they're both like super energetic <laughs> and just like just like really yeah. good. Like they're they're both really good speakers. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Shout out to Zach Evanesh too. Really cool dude. Um. But back back on the point of macros. <laughs> we're talking about arm wrestling. And macros are very important if you're going to be an arm wrestler. Um. <laughs> said no one ever. Said no one ever. <clears throat> Uh, on the back to that, you know, Sylvester Stallone, that was an actual arm wrestling tournament in the over the top. Oh, really? That was a real, and they gave away that truck. That was, the, that was the first. I think I've seen that, that movie the, once. That was the first international arm wrestling uh, competition outside of like the IWF or whatever. So that's why you saw a lot of those guys. That's why all those guys famous. were all those guys were professional arm wrestlers. Yeah. And John, they, he's actually in it, and he won the tournament. And he won that truck. Yeah. He won the truck, turned around, and sold it. <laughs> Like you know, whatever that thing was, probably a quarter million dollars. How much it was? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, truck was, uh, that truck was badass. That was pretty badass. It was. I gotta go now. I'm gonna go home and watch it. I know. So, all right. I promise. We're gonna get back to macros. <laughs> um, so, I don't. Where were we at? I don't even remember what the hell we're talking about. We, we, no, we're, we're just talking about the importance of like uh, we're getting into the importance of or the debate of where's the future of food going. Yes. So, um, so I want to make it perfectly clear that I don't feel personally that everyone has to do macros. Um, I do feel that for everybody to perform at their at their top, that you know, t- as much as they can, they do need a certain ratio of carbohydrates, fat, and protein, and they need to be um, within a certain ratio. You, you can't not eat any carbs and perform at your top level. You can't not eat any fat and perform at your top level, and, and, and you have to have protein to perform, perform at your top level. It's that easy, yeah. right? Um, everybody is a little bit different, and, and that's where it kind of gets broken down into. So, And we're going to go over that a little bit more later, <clears throat> but what I want to get into now is, um, Brandon, as you say now, moving on to this, you you haven't really counted macros, but when we break it down, you've eaten probably what you needed to eat um, around that. Like if we were to make you track, we know that you're eating about what you need to eat ratio wise and amount wise of macronutrients. And and do you is that just luck? Did you do that? Do you think it's because you've done sports for so long? You've you've tested your body with food and you know what works best for you? No, I think it's just like when you look at a plate. It's like whenever we take our folks to like a one on one course here, we we give them a picture of a plate. Then we say, This is your protein, this right here's your carbs, this right here's your uh, vegetables. And uh, we, I just kind of look at a plate of food just the exact same way whenever I make it. I have my protein, I have my carbohydrates, and I have a little bit of fat. And usually my fat comes from the beef I eat. Yeah, like if you eat a lot of steak, yeah. Yeah, I eat a lot of steak, so I don't have that much extra fat uh, that I need to to get on my plate. But I just look at my meal, and there it is. You know, I put it in a bowl, mix it up. At what point did you start recognizing that? Because we were talking about, like, you know, your— I started recognizing that probably after I stopped trying trying to make it to the games. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't, 
I wasn't uh, training as hard as I used to, used to, but I was still eating as much as I was. Ah. I was like, man, I'm getting a little chunky over here. So, so <laughs> your, yeah, your volume of food <laughs> stayed the same, yeah. but your total daily energy expenditure went, went down. Considerably yeah. down. And, yeah. uh, so that was like a huge change and uh that's kind of like a wake-up call and that's why I, when jessica got on started doing the counting macros it's like well i'll do it for a week and i did it for a week and i felt really good and i felt really great and uh that's what i think like the the key is like the difference between an elite athlete and your everyday <clears throat> joe going to the gym for an hour two hours a day maybe only three times a week you just can't eat the same as you would as if you're going five days a week, training seven days a week, you know, 24-7, whatever Absolutely. it is, 365. That's why I think counting macros or at least just having the idea of what your plate should look like. Knowing approximately how many carbohydrates, how much protein, and how much fat you need to take in a day or at least the total calories that you should take in a day for the amount of work that you do is so important to recovery right. and proper performance over a long period of time. And it, we can go further than that. I mean, it's going to talk about your daily energy, your mood, you your know, hormones, how you, how everything. You perf- yeah, how you perform at work, you know, stuff like that. You'll be amazed at just like in the gym, you'll see gains, but then outside of the gym, you'll see even better gains and sleep more, better. Sleep better. You'll be able to focus more at work and uh, it just makes a huge huge difference there's a gentleman that um, i'm working with specifically now and he works overnight and um he's been doing it for about a month now and um and he was making a comment literally today when i was talking to him he's like i don't know what's happened i'm sleeping way better than i was before he's like i've lost weight and i'm eating twice as much food as i used to and it's because he was starving himself and he had a job where his sleep sucked his circadian rhythm um if not knowing what that is, it's basically the um, the cycle of the sun and how our body um, and our hormones and our bodies react to the cycle of the sun. So if you have a job where you work at night and you sleep during the day, um, certain hormones that are supposed to happen at night um, are, are happening at night when you're awake and they're not. Things like melatonin release and all those kind of things, which we can get that in another podcast. But um, you know, if you're not eating on that it will, it will stunt your appetite mm-hmm. and if you're not doing that it's extra stress on your body and as we know and we and we've talked about before the more stress you put on your body the harder it is for your body to recover from talking about our central nervous system sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system so it, the, all that stress that we put on our bodies rather if it's good stress from work out working out or you know bad stress from lack of sleep it all kind of goes into that funnel and comes out the bottom and if you're not getting sleep well um, and you're working out constantly and you're stressed from all this other life and all of a sudden you're not getting enough calories because you think that you're overweight, it just adds to it. So right. when you start adding those calories back in and your body starts getting the things that you need, all of a sudden your hormones are starting to get happy again. And now you know, you're starting to sleep better. You start to see recovery better and you will get lean because of the less stress that's on your body. So that's, that's the, the basic nutshell of what blows people's minds when they start eating more food yet gaining weight or yet losing weight and getting leaner. Um, but again, that the hormones are kind of a different story, and we'll talk about that later. I, I want to talk about paleo a little bit more because I think that paleo is important, and I think it's a very good jumping point, not necessarily for the elite-level athlete, but, but for someone coming into like your gym or my yeah. gym that is trying to fix themselves from years of being jacked. Yeah. So um, like you said, you sit down with your clients. Go into that a little bit more about you know what you do and how do you explain to your clients why um, why it's important for them to worry about quality. 
Yeah, we we just uh, it's it's really simple. Like uh, a lot of people come in come in here with some bad habits. That's why they come to the gym, is, and that's why they come to specifically our type of gym because they know they're going. We're going to give them personal coaching, and we're going to sit down and build a relationship with them and find out exactly why they're doing the things that they're doing. So uh, we sit down, we uh, talk about their daily habits, uh, daily stressors. Do they have any kind of like um, stressors that cue bad eating? And then how do we eliminate those? Like, it's like little things like that that go a long way. And then once they kind of figure out that, and then it's like, all right, so let's look at your plate of food. Is it a lot of processed food or is it just pure, like, homegrown, uh, fresh vegetables and fruits and, you know, lean meats that you can go outside and you can pick off a tree and you can eat? Because that's what nature wants us to eat. That's what gives us, you know, it's pure. And uh, as pure as it can be, you know, we can get it all into the insecticides and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah those tree huggers always keep up you know <laughs> it's okay i haven't seen anybody die yet from going to Publix. yeah you know and I, i'm sure somebody will debate me on that yeah <laughs> they have to be yeah. blanched the almonds have to be blanched by tibetan monks in order for them to be <laughs> the, the right of the kind of omega-6s where, yeah, where the where the pollution hasn't gone yet <laughs> <laughs> they have to be whatever. they have to be by steer that were baptized by <laughs> whatever um so but yeah i mean but that's what and it's just like changing the quality of food you know put good food in your body first and then a lot of people see some really good results after that uh, especially in the first 30 days and uh and then after 30 60 days maybe even 90 days they're gonna be riding that train oh i'm eating really good i'm seeing these really good results and all of a sudden they come and training they start training really hard in regular classes and then they hit that plateau yes then once the plateau comes and they Either and when they get to the plateau, either a few things are going to happen. They're going to be lack of energy, lack of motivation, or they're going to start gaining a little bit of weight again. And I think that's where it stops yeah. for most CrossFit gyms. Yeah. I think most CrossFit gyms, because it's, and I'm not saying they're necessarily lazy, but I think most CrossFit gyms, they come in and you hear paleo, paleo, paleo. You need to do this, and it works great to get people back out of that pathological kind of um, side of things, right? Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden, you know, it, it fixes their insulin sensitivity because they're not eating these processed sugars and stuff like that. They're getting more meats in than they're used to, so they're getting a better protein source. They're eating real fats as opposed to, you know, trans fats that are in processed food and things like that. So that's all positive stuff, and that's important. However, that if we have that pyramid, and I mean, a lot of people have seen the pyramid of the macros it's calories are most important on the bottom if we're talking about losing weight or gaining weight you need to be in either a deficit or a surplus depending on which one you're trying to do and then your macros would be directly above that that's the ratio that you have and then above that would be the timing that you have meaning when you eat it and you don't want to eat you know all of your carbs right before you go to bed that would be you know but with m&ms that's you know, gains that's gains baby <laughs> that is it growth hormone um so and, and then above that would be the quality, and then above that would be the supplement. So quality is in there, um, but the reason why I like to start with quality, because it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get someone to go through a cleanse and to say, let's take out all the bullshit, and then we know that you're going to be getting at least good stuff. We know that if you take out all the processed carbohydrates, it's going to lower your carbs down. Mm -hmm. We know that if you're eating real food, it's going to change your, your fat profiles. You'll be getting more threes and less sixes, you'll be getting less trans fats in it. And we know that if to satiate yourself, when you, like you said, if you, you know, nobody's going to eat 12 bowls of spinach every single meal. They're going to have to get something that's going to satiate them. They're going to eat more protein. Yeah. So those three things kind of fix a lot of problems right off the bat. And that's, that's good. But 
like I said, I think that's where it stops for most people. And the next step of that is understanding exactly what we have to have, um, you know, from the protein, the carbohydrates and everything else and understanding what bothers our body and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people see a lot of weight loss uh, right initially from that because what happens when they take all that crap away they're not eating as many calories right right? so it's not a magical thing like oh magically i can eat twelve thousand calories of like fat and and all this stuff and i'm gonna lose weight no you really can't what happened is that now instead of taking four thousand calories of all this empty bullshit that doesn't satiate you you're eating less and it's food that has real nutrients in it and it's satiating you It's, it's making you comfortable so you really are taking in less calories but you can't just eat as much fat as you want and have a little bit of fruit and this and that and expect to perform at your top level. So if someone is at that point and they're at that plateau, as you were saying, mm-hmm. where we happen, then they need to start worrying about the actual amounts of protein, carbohydrates, and fat that they take. And that's where the macros, I think, are really important um, for that next level. So actually, all the people that come through our gym, we do that. We say, hey, cut out all the BS. Let's go through this. And I'm not against like paleo challenges and stuff like that too. But after that, we need to understand that if you want to compete, you want to be as lean as you can. Let's change it. Yeah. So, um, and so let's get into that a little bit. So it, it breaks down pretty easily into how much energy expenditure you have. And, and there's basic algorithms and there's a lot of calculators online that you can go and do that yourself. Um, and the starting point is pretty easy. And I personally feel as though everyone should start at that maintenance level. It's probably going to be way more food than most people are used to, especially if they're eating paleo because they're getting a lot of calories from fat and not a lot from carbohydrates. So a lot of people do feel bloated right off the bat when they're doing those macros. Um, I see it from clients all the time. I I can't tell you how many emails I get. There's no way these carbs are right. (laughs) I'm going to blow up to the size of a house. And, you know, and people that have been really adamant on paleo for a long time, they do see some bloating at first, right? Because they're not used to those carbohydrates. And that's why I'm really, it's really important to tell them, like, just because I'm telling you, you can eat carbs doesn't mean they need to be Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Right? Um, Some people can respond well to that. Right, Brandon? Oh, man. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And your cereal. So good. Yeah, but some people and... um, and the whole celiac, non-celiac gluten intolerance thing is is a whole nother debate. So we won't get into yeah. that. I mean, the, this is a very deep rabbit hole. You yeah, know. yeah. So I mean, we're, I'm trying to scratch the surface and, and, and answer some very easy questions simply. Um, and um, and like I said, the main question is, you know, why should I do macros or um, why shouldn't I do macros? And, and is it for me? Is it not for me? Um, I think if you're in a situation and you're an elite level athlete, you probably have gotten there because you've eaten about a good amount of protein, carbohydrates, fat your entire life because of maybe you're in a sport or whatever it may have been. Um, so you kind of already have a decent idea. So would macros work for you? Yes, they probably would help you tweak that in, right? And and getting a counselor or, or talking to someone about that would help you. But you're already doing 99% of the stuff right, yeah. right? So I wouldn't say for the elite level athlete, it's really more of like you said, it's just eat as much as you can. Yeah. Right. I mean, good quality food. Yeah. Good quality food. Um, not necessarily paleo, well, but eat what doesn't bother you. Yeah. Right. If you want to start with a paleo, if you've been doing CrossFit for a while, you probably already done a couple paleo cleanses. Right. I know we've all gone Everybody's back. Everybody's done. Them. Yeah. It's like probably around January. It's like, <laughs> all right, 60 days, no bread, you know, whatever. Right. 
um, after the holidays. So you've done that. So you know what bothers your stomach. You know what doesn't. Um, and again, that's going to be my next thing. Yeah, is uh, if you don't want to invest in somebody to actually uh, count your help you out with your macros or like invest in somebody to actually do like a meal program type thing for you, is keep a journal. And that's what I used to tell my clients all the time, or especially I used to tell the kids I was coaching. I'd be like, you need to keep a journal and get, log in your workouts, log in everything, log in how you felt that workout, because eventually you'll be able to go back and you'll find a pattern. You'll find out, like, you ate this much food and this kind of food, and you felt great for the next two exactly. days. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you ate this one thing, and all of a sudden you were bloated, you had some uh, IBS or something like that, like your gut was irritated or you were sitting on the toilet. You know, just little things. Like, Gee, I, I wonder why. And yeah. then you go back and look at it. Oh, I drank 12 gallons of milk in yeah. one day. <laughs> oh, that might have something to do with it. I ate four pounds of cheese <laughs> Thursday night yeah. at, at a wine tasting. Like yeah. that probably had something to do with it. So and, and therein lies the time when it is good to get a counselor, yeah. right? Is because if you can do this on your own, you, you absolutely can do it on your own if you're that type of person. Like someone like you, you've been an athlete your entire life, you can go back and you can acknowledge that and say, okay, that was an asshole thing to do. If I really want to be serious about this, I need to fix those things. A lot of people don't think about it that way. And if you're the type of person that needs someone to tell you, hey, do this and have someone go back and look at that for you, then that's when counseling comes into play. So j just to wrap up and to summarize everything real quick, because we're going to try and make this one as quick as we can. We got to go. Um, you know, starting out with a cleanse of some sort, something to, to fix your, you know, to fix your metabolism or to fix your insulin sensitivity, get your hormones happy. That is great. Start with that. But paleo, let's be realistic, guys. Being 100% paleo is not something most of us in the general public can do. It's not sustainable for an extended period of time. That's why we have cleanses. So it, you know, do that for 30 days, 60 days, and you're going to see a lot of improvements if you're just coming in a CrossFit then. And then when you hit that plateau, that's when you, I guess, call it, you know, hitting the next gear, which yep. is really trying to hone in exactly how much protein, carbohydrates, and fats that you need and either get a counselor. There's, there's plenty of them out there. Um, try to make sure it's a reputable one. And we're going to get to that too, because we finally decided to, we've had so many people coming in and asking us about this. Um, we're going to start doing this um, at the garage athletes.com. Um, but we'll get to that in just a second, figure that out. And then, you know, once you figured it out, after a month or two months, maybe you don't have to have that counseling forever. You know, maybe you throw it away after that, but now you have in your mind, you know what makes you feel good. You know if you eat this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and then this, and this, three to four times a day, and you put your carbohydrates around your workouts whenever they're at, and you, you know, you have fats at certain times a day and proteins at certain times a day, um, different amounts, obviously. You really want to try and eat protein, fat, and yeah. carbs at pretty much every meal. That's a little knowledge bomb if you guys nugget. didn't already know. Yeah, a little, little nugget, nugget there. Um, and we can get in that in another podcast as to why. But do that, and then maybe you can do it on your own, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, try doing the macro counseling. Make sure that you're not eating like an asshole, right? <laughs> and and I think if you do those, you're, you're knocking out the calories, which is the biggest thing for body composition, your, mac, your, your, your macronutrients, which is right above it. And again, if you get into your timing, which I want to talk about that real quick, because I think a lot of people, I know we got to go, yeah. we're trying to wrap it up, but I want to talk about the timing a little bit. Um, we need good fats in the morning. Um, if you're training in the morning, or we call it intra-workout, 
before, during, and after is the most important times for you to have carbohydrates, both because you need them for energy and both because your insulin sensitivity is at its top there. And that's where you're going to be able to turn that into energy um, immediately after. So eat your carbohydrates around there. Um, A good tip for that would be fruit juice. That's my always my go-to um, Powerade. But if, if you're going, you know, the high-quality stuff, hey, get some organic, you yeah. know, um, what's the name of it? Naked juice or whatever it's called. They sell that naked. stuff there. Yeah. Man, one of those things has <laughs> like that blueberry, 60. That blueberry thing. Oh, that blueberry naked is so good. One bottle has like 66 grams of carbs. Yeah. And, and that is good. Man, you drink two of those and you've got 130 carbohydrates. And people are asking me, like, how do I get 300 carbs a day? Like, man, if you're drinking that's that around it, it, that's half of it. Yeah. You know? So, and that's when you need it. Yeah. And um, and that's when you're not going to get fat from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end of the day, cut your carbohydrates back a little bit. And, and again, this is a little bit different for everybody. Um, but since timing is a big question that we get, um, and, and you want to make sure you have some proteins and, and cut everything back towards the end of the night. But most of your carbohydrates kind of around your training. A lot of greens um, at night. Lots of greens. Yeah, make sure yeah, that you that's eat. That's going to give you that, uh, that feeling. That you're being, you know, full, full but not getting a lot of your carbohydrates yeah. in still. Yeah, help so, you out. A little salad, put some colorful stuff on there. Yeah. Make it as colorful as you can. I hear a lot of people talking about that. I actually like that. It's a really simple thing. It's like eat as broad of a spectrum of colors as you can. Taste the rainbow, bro. As long as it's not Skittles. (laughs) Skittles don't count in a broad spectrum. It's good on a salad with steak. Yeah, right? And bacon? (laughs) That's that's the new company we're starting. We're going to turn Garage Athletes. Yeah, SkittlesBaconAndSteak.com. Go check it out. It's our new URL. Um, we can sell a million. And then uh, there's a fourth thing I think you should add in there. Okay. Besides that, and that's what other than steak and bacon and skittles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's three that's three A B C. Yeah, that's what that is. Number three and it's slash A B C. <laughs> Number four is like it's going to be less stressful on you. Because after we didn't talk week, about that, but that, first that's a week, big thing about the, macronutrients. Yeah, the, the first the first week it's going to be kind of stressful because you're going to be like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. But after a while, you're just going it's going to become second nature. And what it takes, uh, what does it take, 47 days or something like that, 42 days for a new behavior to start? So if you just commit yourself for 40 days, eventually it's just going to become second nature, and you're not going to think about it anymore. You're just going to look at a plate of food as this is what my macros look like. Yeah, you're you know, going gonna to look at know, chicken as protein. Yeah. You're going to look at bread as carbohydrates. You're going to look at mm-hmm. avocado as fat. And if you guys are doing paleo or if you did zone in the past, yeah. you're probably already looking at it that way. I mean, but, that's, you know, you'll see food in a different light. Yes, and then and that's when you can get to, if you can get to that point to where you understand what makes you happy, what makes your body and your hormones happy, and you understand approximately what it is, it's, it's not rocket science in the sense that you have to eat everything perfectly but it is important at first to understand and tweak in and hone and find out where you perform the best at um something that one of my favorite things that i took away from way back years ago when i did the level one cert is and i don't know if they still use this analogy but the bullseye analogy oh yeah that's and, a, yeah, and that's if you exact. take and if you're trying to hit that bullseye and we tweak something and we slowly keep tweaking it try and get closer to that bullseye when we find out how to hit that bullseye you don't have to hit it every day for the the rest of your life but if you know how to hit it you're going to be doing much much better overall for the rest of your life and that's that's where macronutrient counseling can come into play and can help um but the last thing that i want to talk about before we go um and sign off is is the reason why people tend to stick 
with macronutrients is because of its ease. And you, and you mm-hmm. mentioned there, it's such an important thing because we are a big preach of, you know, 90% of the time you need to eat clean. Don't eat like an asshole. Yeah. That's, that's the tagline, right? Um, and, you know, most of us knows what that means to a certain extent. We don't need to go to McDonald's and have hamburgers. But the beautiful thing about macronutrient counseling or macronutrient counting, rather, is you don't need to look at it as a cheat anymore. You can look at it as a treat. You can look at it as that you're eating good 90% of the time and 10% of the time, eat whatever the hell you want as long as it fits within your macronutrient profile, right? Exactly. And that's what allows people to do this for the rest of their lives. If they want to have alcohol, hey, have alcohol. You're not doing something wrong. You don't have to scold yourself like a dog that peed on the floor because you decided to have a glass of wine. It's not a cheat. It's something that fits your profile, that makes you happy, and it, it can actually relieve stress. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it in the sense of like refeed days, training on your rest days, or training days and rest days, different things, and, and that's where getting a counselor can help you. Um, but that's the basics of it. And, and hopefully we, we kind of broke it down as simply as we possibly can. I really wanted this one to be as short as possible so people could take it, use it, and hopefully get something out of it. Um, So if you guys liked it, make sure you go to garageathletes.com and uh, leave a comment on there or on our Instagram, Facebook, any of that stuff. Let us know if there's anything else that we didn't cover that you want us to cover so we can come back and do that again. Um, And again, you can go under nutrition for garage athletes and we're going to have a way to sign up for us for you to get um, a macronutrient profile file from us and help with counseling with that now we're just starting that so i'm kind of excited about that we've been holding off on it because there are other people that do it but we get so many people um that that want our that want our help with it we just feel like we're doing a disservice to not do it so um that's it guys the short sweet to the point hopefully we help some people out brandon it was good having you on always good to be here justin absolutely dude uh go check out garageathletes.com all of us on social media at garage athletes and um we will see you guys uh when this one comes out will probably be the week of the beach brawl and the bar Ooh, slam fest so yeah. we'll be eating plenty of macros on the beach Mostly liquid, probably. And, um, and yeah, that's it, guys. In the middle of the day. No In way. the middle In of the nighttime, day. nighttime, yeah. we'll just go straight. Intra-workout. <laughs> Intra-workout. That's, that's, that's a last yeah. tip before we go. Yeah. Drink your beer around your workouts. <laughs> get a little drunk before, drink it during, and then get really drunk after, and it, you're guaranteed to go to the games. Every time. <laughs> We'll see you guys next time. All right. Garage Athletes is produced in partnership with theoamnetwork.com and garageathletes.com.